0: The Isle the go-to place for New York Islanders hockey talk.
1: Welcome aboard the Isle Seed podcast. Mike Carver here with you. It has been a while. It is definitely not the same. There's no doubt about that. But we are here for you, little Isle Seed podcast, as we hit the Middle of April, it has been over a month, hockey has been gone, and as of right now, not too sure we're going to get it back, unfortunately, this year. We're going to talk about whether those things can happen, what it means for the Isles if it does, a little white whale talk as he was in the news in the last week as well, and we're going to highlight some of our friends here on the show that have been doing some great things in the community during the tough times that we're going through right now, Neil Goldberg, owner, Main Street Board Game Cafe, one of our sponsors here. We're going to talk to him about what they've been doing over there. Devin Robinson, our man, yesmenoutfitters.com. Donald Rosner, our man at Blue Line Deli and Bagel. We're going to talk to him as well as him and Devin have gotten together with a great thing too. So, So we'll talk to them about all the things that they've got going on, helping out in the community as well. So it's been a while since we've been together and it's been over a month since hockey has been gone, sports in general, life as we know it at a standstill as everybody's been in their homes and the essential workers have been going in and uh, geez, just a thanks to all the, all the people out there, uh, you know, the medical personnel, the doctors, the nurses, the physical therapists, uh, everybody that's still got to go to work and, and not just the medical, per- you know, you got the people that work at the food stores, you got the people that are still got to go to work in those type of places as well. Um, don't forget about them too. You know, there, there's a lot of people that still have to go out and they're, they're out in this thing right now. I mean, not everybody. I personally, of course, I've been sitting at home for over a month. I haven't gone anywhere aside from a couple of drives on a Sunday afternoon for an hour. It's been me sitting at home. Uh, my wife has still been going to work and I've been home a little Olivia and working from home, thankfully still working. I know a lot of people going through a tough time with that as well. A lot of businesses closed right now, but it's a weird time, it's a strange time, it's an unprecedented time and listen, uh, there hopefully there'll be an end to this at some point. Um that that's really all and and we're not here. Listen, this is Alci podcast. You guys are tuning in, You're not here, you know, to get even any more doom and gloom here. But um we're here to talk a little bit of hockey and we know that that's the main thing right now. The main thing is what's going on in the world, but we'll try to take a couple of minutes here. And we'll talk about some things in the hockey-wise, and, and it all has to tie into this. I mean, there's no way around this right now. Anything that's going on in our everyday lives here is tied into what's happening with this virus and what's happening across the country and across the world. So, you know, we're going to get try to get away from it here for a couple minutes. We're going to talk to some people that, of course, uh, that are friends of me in the program here that are doing some good things, but we've got some hockey talk for you, too, because that's why you guys are here today. So let's kick things off, and... Like I said, I miss you guys and everybody. Uh, it's been a while, and uh, you know, I haven't done a show because just basically, you know, we know there hasn't been a lot to talk about. And the thing is, you know, it's been pretty cool. We did a couple of of uh, live Isle Seat podcast watches, uh, which was fun. I had a good time with them, and and I think we'll do a couple more because it's it obviously looks like this is going to go on for a while. But we did a, do a couple the last few weeks. I just haven't had the time to do them. We watched the Islander-Penguin fight night. Uh, that was the first one we did. Then we did the Game 7, Islander-Penguin in 93. And, and MSG's done a great job. Uh, last Sunday, of course, they played all four Stanley Cup clinchers from the early 80s. Great stuff. They've been playing old games here and there uh, almost constantly. It's kind of like they ran through all the games, MSG, that the Islanders from this year. You know, They played basically every single game. In the, in the point streak, in the 17-game point streak from earlier in the year. They kind of ran through all of those, and then they started sifting in the, the classic games. And uh, now you've gotten a lot of 80s games. We've seen some of the games from the Maple Leaf series in 2002. So MSG's doing a nice job sprinkling in some older Islander content. I saw that this week they have lined up a game against the uh, Nordiques, Uh, you know, they've got some games that, uh, pretty interesting, so keep tuning in MSG because they're, they're getting you covered, and it's hard because it is cool, and it is fun, and I like watching the old games, but it ain't like watching right now, you know, you want, you want it back, you know, it ain't, it's cool, and it's fun, and it has its place because you need something right now just to try to get you away, uh, for an hour or two, you know, everything is so in front of us right now, and everything's happening, non-stop and you turn on your television and you're just looking for an hour you know that you're going to have to go back to um the news and the and the the tough situations and everything that's happening but it is cool to get that hour hour and a half two hours of an old islander game or an old game of whatever that they have on and whatever sports station because it's always been sports you know as i kind of been there and when times are tough you know sports have been there in the past and this is one time when they are not everything is gone right now and it's it's uh it ain't easy. It ain't fun, um, but at least you're getting a little sprinkled with some old Islander games. So the the question now, as we get towards what's happening here, and the only main question on the table is: Will the NHL be back? Will there be Islander hockey again? What will it look like if there is Islander hockey? If there is NHL in general, will there be a, the rest of the season? Will they finish it? Will there be a playoff? Will there be a Stanley Cup champion? Etc. 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 And in my gut feeling right now, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to, like I said, do the doom and gloom, but I think that you have to look at it this way. I think if you look at it from all these sports that are shut down right now, the hardest one, in my opinion, that's going to be to finish the season is the NHL. And there's a variety of reasons for it for me. Um, you know, first and foremost, it seems like Gary Bettman and the crew have been the you know, the the loudest with the we don't want to disrupt our, fa- our next season. You know, you've heard him and Bill Daly say it a bunch of times. We don't want to be pushing back our normal October start. And when you factor that in, and you factor in other things like, you know, playing hockey in the middle of the summer in some of these arenas, and all you have to do is look to two years ago when Vegas was in the finals uh, against the Washington Capitals, and it was the first second week of June. It was a buck ten outside in Vegas, and the place was practically melting with the slush on the ice. Uh, it's not ideal. It, it just isn't playing. Hockey, they don't play hockey in the summer. <laughs> Can, will they get it done if they have to? Yeah, they'll get it done, but it's not ideal. So you factor in the not ideal aspect of the rink. And here's another thing that you know isn't. I haven't heard a lot talked about when it comes to. Will the NHL be back at some point in the next two or three months? Is, You know, they have the league with the most players that are not here. You know, a lot of guys went home when they allowed. They did the 14-day thing, and then guys were allowed to go to their homes. And the NHL has the biggest percentage of guys who are not living here in America. And I'm not talking about just Canada either. There's plenty of players who you've seen on social media. They went home to Sweden. They went home to Russia. They went home to all these places. And it's not going to be easy to get them back. It just isn't. It's not going to be easy getting these guys back. So once everybody was allowed to go home, that's going to make it harder to bring everybody in. Whereas with MLB, you don't have that much of an issue with that. Guys are here. A lot of guys have stayed together, you know, not in the same area with spring training going on. NBA, yes, they have international players too, but not to the extent of the NHL, and they also were a little bit more stronger on the staying-in-your-home-area quarantine type of thing that they were doing in the NBA. I just think that logistically it's going to be very difficult for the NHL to come back at all. Now, I'm hoping they do. We all are hoping that they do. But I just think logistically there's going to be some issues with the NHL getting involved and coming back um, in the next couple of months. Now, the next question after that is, if they do come back, what's it going to look like? what's going to happen are they going to f- they're not going to finish the regular season you can forget that that is not happening at all so those 11 or 12 or 13 games left that some of these teams have you could wipe those away right now so there's only two scenarios that are going to be present in my opinion are going to be present if they play hockey again in june july august etc and that is one they go straight to the playoffs and you know you look at the bylaws or whatever it is it would go by point percentage and The New York Islanders would, under that scenario, get uh, passage into the playoffs, and they would play the Boston Bruins in the first round as the second wild card because they, of course, played less games than Columbus, even though Columbus has another point than them. Wouldn't matter Islanders would go in. I do not think that that is the scenario that is going to happen. You've heard Bettman say it already. You've heard Bill Daly say it. They do not want to do it that way because it would not be fair to those teams that were just on the outside looking in or a team like Columbus – which is in a playoff spot right now and would get bumped over that scenario. They are going to play some kind of a single elimination, give you guys a chance uh, to go back out there. Will it be every team in the NHL? I don't think so. I think if you're the Detroit Red Wings, I think if you're the San Jose Sharks, if you're the New Jersey Devils, if you're these teams, I think that your season is over. I don't think you'll be seeing the ice again, see you at the draft, see you next year at training camp, etc., um i think that those teams will be done will the islanders and the rangers and the columbus blue jackets and carolina and possibly even montreal buffalo will those teams get a chance yeah i think that gary's gonna give those teams a chance uh, i think that he definitely is uh, same with the west west is just uh so tight uh with all those teams uh, around that second wild card spot so i think that if they play again There will be some kind of a single elimination or one of those kind of tournaments to fill out the tree. And then they'll start your regular playoff. Uh, And would they go maybe five games in the first round or two instead of seven to get it done quicker and get it shortened? Yeah, I could see that too. But they're going to try to award the Stanley Cup. I don't believe they will get it done. I think that June 1st is the the serious drop-dead date for the NHL. I think that if they don't Have a plan medical-wise by June 1st. I just don't see how they can do it. Especially if they want to still start in October. Uh, You know, assuming that anybody could do anything in October. Uh, We sure hope so, that's for sure. But that's where I'm kind of at in terms of if they will play again. And the other side of if they will play again is what will it look like arena-wise. Because um, they ain't playing games here in New York. You know that, especially, well, not with fans. Um, it's just not happening. You know it, I know it, we all know it. I kind of don't mind this little, uh, like, New Hampshire, uh, <laughs> North Dakota little plan that they got. I don't really care at this point. If they're actually going to play, they can play wherever. Uh, no fans. They're going to be fans anywhere in any sport, you would think, for a while. So... Go ahead, bring all the teams if they can find out a way medically to make that work, and it gives us a chance to watch a little hockey. Then let it happen. So that's kind of like my feeling, and and nobody knows anything. That's another thing. You got a lot of people on the news and a lot of people, just in general, trying to tell you what they think will happen. And uh, I got a plan for this, and I think that by this date, this can happen. Uh, shut up. That they don't know. I'm just giving you guesses and hypotheticals, and those people are you know, trying to act like they're not giving you guesses and hypotheticals. That's exactly what they're doing. They don't know. Nobody knows. I think you're still a little ways out here. So if they play, I think they'll have some kind of a little playoff, and I think that they will play in some kind of a neutral site because they ain't going to be traveling guys all over the country and back and forth from the, you know, America to Canada. That ain't happening either. You know, Maple Leafs are going to be in the playoffs. Calgary and Edmonton are going to be in the playoffs. You know, that, th- these things are happening. Um, you know, so you're going to be crossing borders. You're going to have to get places. They're going to have to put everybody in one spot if they're going to finish this thing this summer. That's, you know, kind of where it is. Now, if this happens, what does it mean for the New York Islanders? What does it mean? Everybody will be healthy. I guess aside from Adam Pellick, uh, you would have thought that maybe Pellick, but when the last you heard from Lou, which was a couple weeks after the shutdown, Kind of sounds like Pellick would be uh, you know, ready for training camp in September. So they don't seem to sound like that they would play Adam Pellick in any situation if they played hockey in June or July or August that they would. I mean, I think it's possible, but you know, Lou didn't make it sound like it was possible, but that's also Lou, so who knows. Could Adam Pellick play if they played in the summer? Possibly. You know they're going to have everybody else back. Sezekius will be healthy. Boychuk will be healthy. Guys that they've been missing for a while are going to be back. And that's huge for them. But it's going to be that, that way for everybody else, too. You know, Columbus had a huge injury with Seth Jones. He'll be back if they start playing again in June, July, or August. The Penguins had a bunch of major injuries with Gensel, etc. They're going to get a bunch of their guys back. Everybody's going to be healthy with a bit of a clean slate if we get some summer hockey here. But here's the side of the coin that I'll look at and say maybe this will help the Isles. who so are playing the worst hockey that you could possibly play when the season got shut down back there in mid-March. They, of course, were on their Western Canada trip. They looked awful, and they were, you know, (laughs) the shit was going down. (laughs) I mean, it just was. Uh, They were sinking. And they get this break, and they're going to get healthy. And when the Islanders were at full strength, and they were healthy, and everybody was kind of having a clean slate at the beginning of the year for the first two months of the season, the Islanders were one of the best teams in hockey. Maybe it flips around. I think that this is going to be very weird. And very zany um, if they play this playoff tree out of nowhere with not finishing the regular season and potentially two to three months. Really, it's going to be three, two and a half, three, because I don't see anyone day before June 1st, if that. So you're going to have teams not play for months and then go and play a playoff for the Stanley Cup. You want to say anybody can win it? I think you could say anybody can win it. <laughs> I think that that's and that and the Islanders would have just as good a chance as anybody else if that happens. If they don't play, uh, you know, you just start to look at uh, you look to next year. You look at who's on the free agent list. You look at how they'll handle the draft, which I guess will be pushed back no matter what at this point too. Um, free agency, etc. You know, the Islander free agent list. When you look at it. Uh, you know, it ain't great. We know that the RFAs are where the Islanders are going to be looking this summer. That's going to be the intrigue. And now with all this, there will be the, the caveat of, will the salary cap go up? Will there be those kind of things f- factored in too? A lot of things off the ice that this will impact as well, especially when you have your star player that's going to be an RFA and you got to figure out what you're doing with him. And we have not talked since this either. And And that Lou um you know kind of talk with the media and the and the mailbag that he did uh, a couple weeks ago i remember talking about this when i did the rewatch with the penguin game um it might have been the game seven I, I forget which game it was but lou going out and basically telling you <laughs> we're matching any offer for barzell so there you go so the, the intrigue is gone if somebody actually offers sheeted them eh, they're gonna match anyway it doesn't matter and he also talked about the White Whale. I'm going to save the White Whale for last here today. That'll be the last half of the show is when we talk about the White Whale. But Lou gave you a little nugget, a rare, couple rare nuggets from Lou in that little fan mailbag that they did on the Islander website, and you had all that. So you look to free agency, honestly, like, who's who are you bringing back out of this group? But You just have to think about it. I mean, are you bringing Matt Martin back? Are you bringing Kunackle back? Are you bringing Andy Green back? Derek Brassard, you know, a bunch of minor leaguers. You know, this is the Islander free agent list this summer, UFA. Thomas Grice, we know he'll be gone, which we'll get to later on. You know that Taylor, he won't be back next year because the white whale will be coming ashore. So will they play? Could be an advantage. But I bet you there's teams all around the league that are saying, if they just start this thing back up, we have just as good a chance as anybody else to make this happen. So that's what there is to look for right now. It's just the hope that they play again. And as I said before this, there are a lot more important things going on in the world right now than if the National Hockey League or the NBA or MLB or whatever, if they play again. There's more important things happening. We know that. Everybody's feeling it. Everybody's affected by it. But, you know, we're looking for something to get us away from that for an hour or two and... We'll see if the Pucks can come back and they can take that for us and uh, get a little Islander hockey here and, you know, brighten it up for a couple hours for everybody. We'll see what happens down the road. So like I said at the top, we've got a couple people that are are close to me on this show, sponsors, friends, etc., that have been doing some really great things in the Islander community. I wanted to talk to a couple of them and just find out what they've been doing, how anybody can help if they want to get involved. And one of those great people who's been helping out in the community during all this is one of our great sponsors, and that is Neil Goldberg from the Main Street Board Game Cafe. Owner, he runs it, he started it, he did it all, and he's been with us here this season on the ILC podcast. Neil, first of all, before we get going, how are you? How's your family? How's your employees? How is everybody doing right now?
2: Everybody's great. I, I thought we were going to complain about line combinations. This is a total, this is a total shocker. We're going to talk about the business. Oh, okay. Oh, um, we're we're fine. We're we're camped in here like everyone else is, um, learning how to homeschool my kids with the assistance of their teachers, like a lot of us are with uh, elementary and middle school kids. And uh, knock on wood, we we're, we're we've been totally fine.
1: Well, that's that's good to hear, Neil. I'm glad. And uh, let's just first, uh, you know, before we get into you guys got did something really cool that somebody kind of came to you and you'll tell me the story about it. But before we do that, um, you guys, of course, uh, you know, you're closed through the remainder of the of the state's emergency restrictions. We know that. But people can still, uh, you know, if they want games, you know, everybody's at home. Uh, You can't really go anywhere. Uh, people can still come to you guys and you've got a couple different ways that they can do that. If they want to pick up some great games and you guys got an unbelievable inventory, please people, uh, you know, go check it out, mainstreetboardgamecafe.com. They can get the, the whole inventory there, but Neil, tell everybody how they can still, uh, you know, get their hands on some stuff from you guys.
2: Yeah, we're, we're selling board games. That is a part of our cafe. We do sell them. Um, we have board games for all ages and groups and abilities Um, We are doing pickup, so we have a pickup time every day. You can order on our website, or you can just uh, call us and put in an order. And we are also doing deliveries, a $50 minimum order within 20 miles of Huntington Village. We'll we'll deliver for you. And uh, board games are a great way to have uh, screen-free family fun, where everybody puts their phones down and looks at each other and gets together around the table and has a really great shared experience and we all have the time for it right now, for the most part. So it's it's a really great, I think, thing thing for pe- fair, um, families to do.
1: And if anybody wants to do that, Neil, of course, I saw. You know, that you got the phone number six three one seven two nine zero zero six zero. They can call you guys or mm-hmm. email info at MainStreetBoardGameCafe dot com. That's Main st BoardGameCafe dot com. Right. Those are two best ways yep, to the, uh, to get in the, touch. The phone.
2: The phone, the email, um, especially if you're looking for recommendations or, you know, I'm always happy to help people with that. And we we just added in the last couple of weeks an actual ordering website um, that you can get Great. to from our website, uh, www.mainstreetboardgamecafe.com. And you can order right on the website if you find yourself in the middle of the night wanting to do it uh, or... Um, so yeah, trying to make it as professional and a, as good a UX as possible for everybody.
1: Now, Neil, during all this, it was about a week ago, week and a half ago, whatever it was, you guys actually had something really great come your way. And you guys were able to help out with some of the local hospitals. Just kind of let everybody know the, uh, you know what I know you were me and you were talking about it. You kind of said it was like kind of fell in your lap, this kind of thing, but tell the great thing that happened for you guys.
2: It's it's one of the most amazing things that that's happened to the most amazing thing that's happened to us in the year we've been open, and to just me personally, we had a, a customer reach out to us, a very good customer who's always there with their family, um, and say they wanted to buy five thousand dollars worth of board games from us, and then have us donate them um, to local hospitals um, to help wow. us in business and do something wonderful for the community. And it was it was you know sometimes in life something you know happens good um and there are no words there's just no words for for how that makes you feel that a business first of all the good that it's going to do the help it's going to be for your business and lastly that you personally that you created something that would elicit someone to do this for you and it's you know professionally and i and i used to people know i i used to kind of work in your business mike i was a tv news producer uh at new york one news for almost 20 years but Uh, in my career was simply the most amazing thing that had ever happened to me so I decided I would make a little Facebook uh, live about it to tell people about it and we came up with a way where other people could um, donate as well small amounts whatever you felt was appropriate that's on our website too that is ongoing Um, and then after I finished the Facebook live three minutes later I got a phone call from another customer uh, family saying we want to do that too. We want to donate five thousand dollars wow, as well. Wow!
1: How about that?
2: It was, it was I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. You're standing there in in uh, shock, like you know, uh, is is this real life? Am I <sighs> am I having this whole conversation with my water heater in my basement and none of this is really <laughs> happening? You know, it was one of those kind of things. So um, we're we're going to be donating close to twelve thousand dollars worth of board games to four hospitals on Long Island, um, both for their children's department to have in kind of the library in their children's wing and whatever they do for kids, and then as well to gift to um, ER staff that, you know, some of them are more adult games and we're just, they're going to one day be there at work and there's going to be a table there with games for them to take home for free as gifts um, to thank them for putting their lives on the line for us. So um, it's, you know, I, it's kind of, you know, looking at being closed down like this and what's it going to mean for our business and what's it, you know, all the work we've put in, all the money we've put in, what is the future for us as a family, for us right. as a business. And instead, you get a chance to work on this thing that is the most meaningful, amazing thing I've ever worked on in my life. So uh, it's a lot of ups and downs yeah. and a lot of emotions over over the last month. But it's it's, it's it's been all worth it. And it's we just have so much love for our customers and, and how the community has come through for us.
1: No, that's outstanding, Neil. It really is. And that's a great job by those people that donated, everybody that did, even the, the big donors, the small donors, any, anybody that steps up and, uh, and helps in that way and to help send those games to the hospitals. It's a tremendous job. And like you said, it's it's hard for everybody. I mean, everybody right now, especially business owners, it's, it, you know, you just don't know. And, and you're relatively, you're open a year. I mean, not, yeah, well, not even, next, I mean, not next, even next, week will, next year. <laughs> next week will be one year. And, um, and you've got the, it going and things are – I mean, I was in there a couple of months ago. The place looks outstanding, and it's just um, – it's unfortunate. Obviously, there's, there's huge things going on throughout the entire world, uh, but it's, it's hard. It's hard for everybody.
2: You know, it, it's, it's about community. It's about the community of, of Huntington, and it's been a very hard-hit area, um, Huntington and that general area. And we're not far from Huntington Hospital, and, and in the last week, we were open, and then that week where we were kind of half open – I mean, there were ambulances going by every 10 minutes wow. down the street. And, you know, you don't – I grew up in Manhattan, you know, street noise. I kind of filter it all out. But all of a sudden you start to realize, wait a minute, there's an ambulance going by here every, every couple of minutes. Yeah. I mean, this – what does it mean? But, you know, you, you, Mike, you think of the Islanders. And I always used to say to people, the Islanders are the closest thing to the Brooklyn Dodgers in the New York sports team in terms – not that it meant to a city – And to a region, but what a team means to a community, a small community, this community, Nassau County, Suffolk County, the communities that we live in, how closely identified um, it is with us and what it means to be an Islander fan and feel that connection with your community. And this has just so strengthened it. Everything we've gone through as a business, everything all of us have gone through uh, here on Long Island, a very hard hit area, it's really hit home. Um, how special at times for all of us the islanders are in this community and how it brings us together and how we are all searching for ways to bring bring us bring us closer together because we're so far apart because we're all in our homes and you can't visit friends and you can't be with people um, the islanders bind us together uh, i like to think board games bind us together as families and how this this whole event for us has brought us so close to to the community that we're in
1: no, nah, you, you said it perfectly, Neil, especially about the Islanders and what they mean to this, you know, this part, this region, you know, the Nassau, Suffolk County, et cetera, you know, how, much, how big it is. And it's so strange, you know, not having them, not having sports at all and, and just not having anything right now. It's just it's such a bizarre situation um, for everybody. But you hit the nail on the head with all of that. And and, you know, Neil, I, like you said, you know, I, I, down the road, you know, I can't wait till things get a little bit more normal. We get back to talking about line changes. (laughs) We get to, you know, talking about the, the games again and doing things like that. And and I can't thank you. You know, you've been a partner with me this year, and I appreciate it. And I look forward to hopefully. You know, next year we're going to get, uh, you know, some kind of normalcy back. And we get maybe, you know, a little i podcast from the Main Street Board Game Cafe. We get some people in there that, that we have a little fun, you know, we wanna get back to that stuff, Neil. So I'm looking forward to it. I know that myself and, and everybody can't thank you enough for what you're doing and the donations that came to you to get those games to the hospital. Just a tremendous job, Neil. And uh, thanks again for doing that and to the donations that came into you.
2: Well, thank you so much, Mike, uh, for letting us do this today and, and being something for a team that you know isn't covered as heavily as other teams are covered in this town but to feel some connection and feel that coverage you know it, we've we've all uh, we've all find ourselves drawn to you and your podcast and how it's brought us together and before i started this business i used to listen to it all the time on my train rides back and forth to the city so thank you for everything for us as Islander fans and for us as a business I, I really do appreciate it so much
1: thanks Neil I, I appreciate it you you being a listener and now being a partner I really do appreciate it so <laughs> thank you let's get through this Neil, and then yeah. uh, we'll get we'll have, have ourselves a big party over at Main Street Board I Game I want to scream conference. about
2: things I want to scream why is Sorokin <laughs> playing why is Barlamov not playing <laughs> where where is Josh Bailey why is he on the second line why, when <laughs> things will be back to normal when are they when gonna we're match a, are they gonna
1: match stuff. a Barzell offer sheet we got yeah, plenty of I mean, stuff on, coming on, our way
2: so (laughs)
1: we got plenty of stuff coming our way neil thanks for everything thanks for being a partner and what you're doing everybody and i'll talk to you soon okay okay bye-bye my thanks to neil goldberg right there he gave you all the details if you want to get involved or if you want to pick up a board game whatever you want to do main street board game cafe of course in huntington village next up two guys for you right here you know how devin robinson i've been hooked up with him and yes men outfitters for a long time one of my good friends we bring him in along with donald rosner Blue Line Deli and Bagel just opened, of course. Gentlemen, how are you?
3: Doing well, Mike. Doing well, man.
1: Dom? Doing great. Doing great. So let's start this thing up. I got to get into the towels here because obviously uh this last week, Devin, you put a couple of towels up. Uh if you know the Rangers
3: suck. No, 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 no. Wash no, 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 no. your hands. No, 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 no no no, 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 no. no. No 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 no. no, I gave people a nice framing device,
1: uh, you know,
3: so they could put uh, you whatever know. <laughs> whatever they feel sucks. Oh, so it's so it's mentally. if you if you know the
1: blank logo whatever, uh wash your hands.
3: Correct. That, that's yeah. exactly how it okay. should be portrayed. Sure.
1: Uh so you, we have the towels and you hooked up with Donald and you guys did a really great thing. Just uh what Donald, you first. Like how did this all kind of come together in terms of you and Devin hooking up here because you were you were kind of working on trying to get food out to some of the healthcare workers and things like that. How did it all come together?
0: Yeah, so I just I wanted to help out in any way I could. Obviously, I'm new, so you know I didn't have a lot of uh, connections in the area here, and um, I was working really hard on trying to get some. And uh, as far as Devin goes, you know, obviously the best tailgates around, and uh, we. Just teamed up, and he—it's uh, all—it's all Devin. I got to give him all the credit. He's the one that uh, came up with the idea, and he wanted to support us here, which I think is amazing. Which we needed the support, and um, thanks to him, we were able to do quite a bit of good with it.
1: Devin, where'd you? Uh, what? What? Did, where did you get the idea to kind of say, listen, I, I want to do something here? Where was it? The, what, you know, connecting the towels and doing it with Donald. Where did you? Uh, where did you start with that?
3: Yeah, well, we moved operations um, to a full, you know, it's my full-time gig now, adjustment outfitters, and we're down in Oyster Bay Brewing Company. Um, and so Donald had been pushing that he was opening his store um, for quite some time now, and it finally opened, and luckily that's uh, a pretty uh, reasonable distance from the brewery, so I want I want to go on his first day. Um, open and his grand soft opening, um, and I guess I'll never forget. On my way over there, uh, they said on uh, on the radio that the NHL was officially done. So on his first day, he um he kind of got got thrown a curveball, and so I went. Um, I grabbed food from him. Um, I grabbed lunch for the staff that Friday, and then driving back, you know, he was telling me all the stuff that he was doing and, and, and just trying to um, keep up and help and, and do everything. And um, I thought um, it'd be awesome if he could deliver um, breakfast to my cousin, who is a, um, a nurse at Winthrop. And then I thought, well, I don't want him to pay for it. I don't really have the money to pay for it. Um, and so the idea of selling towels to pay for it was born. There you go.
1: And, and and so Winthrop was the hospital. now Donald, let me just ask you this because Devin, what'd you do the first I mean, the first day was a thousand towels, right? I mean, what what would you get out there the first day?
3: Yeah, um, so Donald's gonna laugh because he thought we were only gonna sell a hundred, but we've sold a thousand. one thousand and fifty four was the, and I had to cut it off. It could have gone way higher, um but just to keep the production in-house, I cut it off at a thousand.
1: Now, Donald, how many? Now, did, just like, how much run did we get out of this with a thousand towels? Like, how many times were you able to kind of go over for a couple of breakfasts? What did what did it get out of the the first uh, wave here with the towels?
0: Okay, so since we started, I was lucky enough to get involved with Huntington Hospital, Devin's cousin in Winthrop. Uh, we've been doing NUMC in East Meadow, and we've been doing a ton of like uh, first aid squads, firehouses, police stations. You know, basically, people have been reaching out to me because I've been on Twitter like crazy trying to promote, like, who needs help and how can we help. And thanks to Devin, like, that kicked it all off. And now we have, like, an insane amount of people who are reaching out to me, like, we need help and can you bring us food. So basically, Monday through Friday, at the very least, we're going to at least one or two hospitals feeding up to two two 250 people. Um at, at a clip at each one and um, we're also shipping out a lot of food like out of state people that live out of state have been reaching out to me also you know can you send me toilet paper paper towels all, and stuff like that so yeah we we in the in the last few weeks we've fed a crazy amount of people
1: <laughs> and, and Donald let me just you know obviously this is hard for everybody I mean businesses being shut down uh, you know basically the world you know stopping here is what's gone on for the past month a little bit more than that and you're in a position where you know you were literally just opening your doors when this thing happened like i, I just i got to add like i mean how is how difficult has this been i mean I, obviously you've been killed people have been going in there I've you know picking people have been getting going and giving whatever business that they can but i mean just honestly like Dude, I know that you're coming from the, the Bagel Boss where you guys had so many successful places, and this place is obviously going to be a success too, but to get that right out of the gate, um, you don't like to say harder than others, but it's not easy when you just open the doors and this goes on.
0: Yeah, so we opened after the first three days we, oh, after we opened, we were like crazy busy because, again, like Islander fans, which I can't even thank enough, Islander fans were coming out in droves to support me and everything, and, like, that's just incredible by itself. But what happened was after the first three days that we opened, you know, that's when, you know, the governor was like, all right, now you have to close at a certain time, and a lot of places have to close altogether. So, you know, luckily for us, we were able to stay open, and, um, you know, from then till now, Islander's Twitter has been keeping me alive. And what Devin did, I can't even express enough thank yous to him. Like, he he kicked this all off. And because of that, so many people have wanted to support us. And um, people are literally coming into the store and putting $20 on the counter and saying, you know, we want to donate this towards your cause. And um, that's been happening like crazy. And um, I got to, I seriously give all that credit to Devin for kicking this all off. He's single-handedly saved my store.
1: Donald, uh, just let everybody sure. let everybody know. Um, like you said, the Islander community has been has been there for you so far and everything. If, if there's a couple people that haven't, just let everybody know. Where's the store at? What time are you open? Are you doing like you can walk in? Are you doing a, a delivery curbside? Just give everybody the information of what you're doing over there at Blue Line. If anybody wants to pick something up or get something to eat.
0: Absolutely. So right now our hours are five five a.m. to three p.m. Typically we'll be open till eight p.m. Once you know everything gets back to normal, and um, we do curbside, we do deliveries. You can walk in as long as you keep this you know social distancing thing, and um, wear masks and stuff like that. And um, we keep our place absolutely immaculate, and um, we bleach the place every single day, three four times a day. And um, we're we're clean and our food's awesome. So yeah, come down.
1: And and just also everybody doing good, family, employees, everybody's doing all right.
0: Yes, we haven't had any issues, thank God. And um, you know, we all take care of ourselves here. We wash our hands like crazy. We do everything that we're supposed to do, and hopefully, it stays safe here. Yeah,
1: Donald, uh, you know, just a tremendous job by you, your staff, you hooking up with Devin. Uh, I know I, you know, I speak for plenty of people. We can't thank you enough for what you're doing and continue to get it done. And and Donald, let's just hope, you know, uh, <laughs> me and Dev are going to talk about it here. Like I just can't wait to get back to uh, some kind of normalcy, and um, you know, we all get together at maybe a little playoff tailgate this <laughs> maybe this summer. Although I don't know if they're going to have fans in any buildings, but down the road there's going to be a tailgate again, and uh, I can't wait to see a couple blue and orange bagels at it. All right, Donald.
0: You got it, 100%. Thank you so much. So
1: my thanks to Donald right there. Tremendous job by him. We'll continue on now with Devin from Yes Men Outfitters. And, Dev, you you know, how about you during this? Because you're the type of guy that, um, you know, I know you well, and and you don't sleep. Uh, you, You really don't. You're constantly working around the clock. That's one of the things that has made Yes Men Outfitters what it is. You know, you do everything yourself. You do it by hand. You work all hours. You do everything have you gotten uh, any kind of a little break here with what's gone on? Um, are you still all hours of the clock? I know when you you throw a thousand towels up on the unit, that's probably going to uh, prevent the sleep as well. But um, how are you holding up right now, my man?
3: Yeah, uh, horribly actually. No break. Oh, good. Good. Uh, having working, working, uh, working just as hard as I would during the holidays. For those of you who are wondering what that looks like, I believe uh, Brendan Burke posted a, a lovely little video of the after effects of um, yeah. long screen printing yeah, runs. That's a
1: nice job by Brendan, and I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. Now, Brendan Burke also did a really nice thing. He did a bunch of cameos for Islander fans, and the proceeds went to another cause. So Brent, Brendan did his part too, and, and that was probably his best one. I mean, the one that he did of, of you – Falling asleep at the game and then waking up munching the pizza there in the third period—that uh, was the highlight of the Brendan Burke cameo string that's gone on the last couple weeks.
3: Uh, I resent, <laughs> I resent that. And honestly, Brendan Burke has gotten enough pats on the back in his career from this <laughs> fan base, and not enough people are talking about the wrongdoings that he's uh, done wrong. Uh, it's just—it's uh, unimagin- <laughs> Yeah, it's unima- it's unimaginable. Here, here you have a young man. Working his tail off, getting orders out for the uh, for the for the fan base, getting them out on time, uh, and doing a bunch of secret orders I'm not allowed to talk about for a bunch of secret people, and th- lost three days of sleep. Uh, rolled right in, bright eyed, bushy tailed tailgated my ass off. Okay, I did a very you good job.
1: You, you, you have a yeah. tendency to do that when it comes
3: to it. You All know, right, and then I just wanted to check out the inside of my eyelids for a shift <laughs> or two in the middle of the second period. I was up for the for the, for the the goal. So I don't see what the big problem is, and I don't think that needed to be shared. That was an intimate moment, and I, I resent Brendan Burke for that. Well, listen, it was a nice
1: job. Uh, a couple people had their hands in that, and uh, they, they really did a nice job with that. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> So no break here, and with the towels— uh, you know, you did a. I think you said before with Donald, a thousand fifty-four. Is that is that was that the number? Did I get that right? Uh, two or three, yes, sir. Okay, so about thousand fifty-four. And now, I mean, you're probably still printing the thousand fifty-four. And you said that's that's not enough. I saw over the you know before this weekend, you you went back to the well. You're go you're going to keep going, which I love because we know where where that money is going to be going. Um, so that means you're done printing the first thousand. You just had to go and and get a couple more in the hopper.
3: Yeah, uh, you know, a couple. It took a, while, it took a while to decide whether or not I was going to reopen it or not. Um, uh, my machine is 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 manual. Uh, it's man. It's one man run. I'm a one man show, and so it's taken quite a bit of time to bust these towels out. I ordered ahead and got a bunch of extra blanks, um, and my plan was to print a head and then open it up. Obviously, could not get to that. Um, but I didn't want to deny the people and also, um, you know, I mean, the outpouring of support for Donald and everything that he's doing and the meaning behind the the product was um, was huge. But just as much as people want to help, they wanted the towel. They wanted the product. Well, it's great. Um, It's a
1: great product, as we were saying. You put a blank logo in the middle of it. uh, It it encourages you to wash your hands. There's a lot of things about that towel that are very, uh, you know, a lot of meaning in that towel.
3: Yeah, yeah. Jokes aside, you know, (laughs) like there's a lot of stuff, and I'm sure, um, you know, everybody's reminisced about everything that we miss. um, And my one of my personal favorite experiences is. Doing those chants um, that we love so much to just rile up somebody else's fan base. Uh, In-state, you know, fan base. They get so riled up. And my favorite thing is when uh, uh, we're, we're not playing them and they do the chant and there's an away team fan sitting around. And you have to kind of look at them and they're like, what are they – why? Why is it – and you just laugh. You're like, that's that's how much we hate them. And so uh, – you know, I, it's just one of those parts of the game that everyone loves doing, young, old, and it kind of uh, found the perfect product for that to happen and 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 made it happen. And people want it. You know, it's, even though it's just a towel, people want it, something to remember the situation by. And so I figured we get a second run in, and the response has been just as I expected, uh, amazing. Um, and we have more to do, so I'll keep printing.
1: Yeah, you're doing an unbelievable job, and you brought up reminiscing here, and and this is. This is hard on everybody, you know, this is tough, Um, you know, not just uh, the hockey aspect of it, as I talked about at the opening of the show, but, you know, just, you know, this is life, I mean, none of us have have (laughs) experienced anything like this, and it's, this is kind of the week, Dev, where, you know how, like, you have, like, um, you know, social media nowadays, you get brought up of all those constant, you know, the memories, whether you're on Facebook or you're on Instagram and like things from like a year ago or five years ago or ten years ago. You know, they kinda pop up on your your social media feeds when you're when you're those anniversaries. And all this week, Dev, I've uh, been getting the I've been getting uh, the, the pings with um, last year, just a year ago. This was like this whole last week to ten days. Was that sweep of the Penguins Ugh. and and just the whirlwind of excitement that Islander fans, uh, you know yourself, me, well, all the experiences. And I think back, I can think of all four of those games, and just an unbelievable time that everybody had in all four of them. Whether it be the game one at the Coliseum, the big tailgate before game one, and even game two, uh, you know the game three, the Sunday afternoon at offside tavern the game four where we got moved to another location oh yeah uh and and the party that got moved over to there like all those memories were all popping up on my on my facebook and all that stuff this week and it just made me thinking like man you know this is what is supposed to be going on (laughs) right now like there's supposed to be this happening and Man, it just seems so far away, uh, and it was just a year ago. It seems so far away.
3: Yeah, it's um, it's torturous at a to yeah. a point. Um, and just to kind of you know expand upon what you're saying here. Um, for those of you who are maybe new or unfamiliar to uh, my company, it's 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 pretty new. I mean, we I started in 2017. Um, I think like. It had to be in the snow must go days like the billboard days is I is when I, you know, got my first pop on. I actually sold the uh, towels that said that. Um, and and so, you know, we're relatively new and and the, the company grows with the success of the club and the fans and, and and the excitement around the team. And I'm not sure how I did it, but I, I chose a very interesting time to start it where Suddenly, this irrelevant um, hockey team that just couldn't seem to break through did it, and so you know, 2019 will forever kind of stamp the feeling that I want people to have when they um, when they kind of interact with my brand, and and this um, this week is 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 so amazing, but also so torturous to look back at all the fun we had. I mean. Um, just you know, Dan sitting in the parking lot at nine a.m. Right, and 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 me and you getting into Big it with social the, media
1: moment.
3: Yeah, with me and you getting into it with that guy on uh Chase Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Chase from Pittsburgh. Yeah,
3: whatever his name is, because he can't seem to remember any of our names. I mean, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but just like if we just for two seconds, that guy couldn't get a single thing right. No. Like I mean, not a single thing, right but he was a good sport at the end of the day. Oh, I love him. Oh, yeah, great sport. I love him. I love him terrible journalist, but uh, <laughs> you know like, I wish the best for he's him. He's a great sport, terrible journalist, but I wish the best for him. I mean, when I posted the picture at Jones Beach, and he's like, "Is that anywhere near Nassau Coliseum? like <laughs> that be closer than the picture Your, you know,
1: so you know that was a great time. well, that just and it all fed into the 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 perception that has been talked about with this franchise for. 30 years, which was always, um, you know, oh, it's just because the visiting players would always just go to the Marriott and they, they have, wouldn't oh, go yeah. anywhere else. So, now, and that's the same thing there. with uh, visiting media. They would just go yeah. to the Marriott and they wouldn't know that Jones Beach was uh, nine minutes away if you went down the Meadowbrook
3: Parkway. Incredible, right? You know? Incredible you know, place. You knew, we knew that,
1: that stuff. So no that, shot. it's just, but these are the, the moments and, and the things that I, I just look back on them all this week and I'm just like, man, um you just I, you'd give anything to get back in that in that moment right now with that crowd and that feel and uh, being in the place like outside and and being in you know during a huge game like that. Cuz 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 honestly dev like even if even if they play again um which this summer even if it happens yeah. uh, I don't think it's going to be with uh with fans, you know, being in the building or or anything like that or it might not even be um, you know, the Islanders could play the Boston Bruins in the first round, in you know, uh, somewhere in New Hampshire. You know, I mean, yeah. there's just, yeah. th- you know, there's just th- there's so many unknowns right now, and it's still, I feel, going to be even if we get hockey back. Um, I, I still feel it's going to be a little while before we get those moments that we just talked about coming up on all our feeds in the past week of that sweep last year. Those moments of togetherness with the fan base. Unfortunately, I, and I'm not trying to be down about it or anything. I'm just saying it. It just seems like it's going to be so far away before we have those things.
3: Yeah, uh, you know, it's. I, I can't see it. I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to be a pessimist. I'm just trying to be a realist. And, 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 I, and I hate, and, and I'm not trying to be a know-it-all, but I mean, I, I got more important things. I got more important people going on. You know, things to worry about in my life right now than the Islanders and 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 hockey and and all that and and and. I'm fine, you know. I get it. I I want to be hopeful, but, you know, you know, here's something nobody's talking about. Uh, the next hockey game you might see in person, you might be sitting at Belmont, man. Well, I don't know about that. I, I don't
1: know. <laughs> because, I mean, uh, who knows? Because, I, I'm because not...
3: that's something else that I brought up. I mean, they're just,
1: I, who knows if the this will delay them getting it done in time? You know, yeah. for for how long this goes on? Oh, yeah. So that yeah. that's something that. Also is going to be taken in, and you made a great point, which is which is the absolute top of this. And I and I brought this up with you and you and Donald at the beginning. Like there is um, a lot more important things going on than hockey uh, yeah. right now. Not just in New York and throughout the world. There's more important things going on than hockey. But you know, it's just when you're everybody's sitting at home and you're and you're thinking about you know what's the thing that you want to do when things are back to somewhat of normal. What's the things oh. that you want to you know, you, you 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 can't wait to experience again when you get that some kind of normal. Um, I, I think that one of those things for a lot of people, it's going to be on that list. Is like I can't wait to get back uh, to a little tailgate before the game oh. and everybody, you know, getting together by the orange dance oh. getting and just um, I, I, I look forward to that. And I understand that that's not the most important thing in the world, right? Believe me, brother. I remember. I know that, yeah. that ain't the most important thing. But when yeah. I looked at all those wow. things this week. It just kind of made me think like, man, the next time that that happens, it's going to be special because every because Damn. it's been so long for everybody. And it's just that that's the kind of thing that you think about when this goes on.
3: Yeah, Carver, you got me all jacked up right now, too. I got to go print towels, <laughs> and you got me all jacked up. You know, to be honest with you, man, I've been I've been chasing that feeling of. Uh, when we walked out of game four in the playoffs last year, like when we walked out of that bar and we were walking down the middle of the street and never forget and I'm walking and you look up and the empire state building is glowing like blue and orange and white. And it was, and like, it was, uh, you know, six or seven of us just walking down the middle of the street. I think it was like, it was like a Thursday. And I thought to myself, like, this is amazing. This is an awesome, awesome feeling. And I, can't wait to get back to that where we just own a moment just get to get get to be in that moment and share it with, with friends and and fun and just feel and be be proud of of some of an accomplishment again that that's really what i want
1: dev you're doing an unbelievable job tremendous stuff with the towels uh you hooking up with donald and making this happen i know you're still helping out the guys at, o- at oyster bay brewing and uh and listen, they're they're also a small business that if you want to get some beer from them, you, they they're they're delivered. they get their shipping you can pick up. Uh, you yeah. know, there's uh there's plenty of small businesses um, you know, all throughout the island that could use it and uh you're doing a great job, my man. Keep doing getting it done. And uh I'll talk to you, my brother.
3: Yeah, just real quick, like uh, just a quick plug for Oyster Bay, because I am yes. uh Yeah, they're um You know, in-store pickup. Obviously, uh, we do offer delivery. Um, The UPS prices are a little bit crazy right now due to the pandemic, but um, that's we do have local delivery, and so we have a list of zip codes. Uh, If your zip code's on that list, uh, we'll have somebody hand deliver you your uh, beer, so you can get. you can get Barn Rocker right to your right to your door, um, and because I, I did do it a couple of weeks ago, just so you yeah, know. I did get yeah, a, I did get a case of Barn Rocker to my door. Sure did. I packed it for you because <laughs> that's because God forbid because that was my free time, so I just offered it up to somebody else. But uh, no, uh, no, I love them. They've done a lot for me, and and so just check them out. Check out the website www. Um, and once I'm done with these towels, I will open up. Um, the uh, New High Park, uh, Franklin Square, Fall Park, local delivery area, basically Belmont country just so everybody out there can start getting their barn rocker delivery and not have to pay an arm and a leg for it.
1: Devin, tremendous job. Go uh, If you get a couple barn rockers over at Oyster Bay Brewing on the delivery, you can go get that done, yesmenoutfitters.com. You can check out at yesmenoutfitters on Twitter. You get the links to go get a towel, 5 bucks for a towel. And it, like Devin said, the profits all go to towards the blue line, helping to feed the workers like we talked about with Donald before. Devin, I will talk to you, my man. Stay safe, you and the family. All right, brother?
3: All right, Mikey, stick to the system.
1: My thanks, of course, right there to Devin Robinson, Donald Rosner, a little extended chat with Devin there as we, uh, <laughs> you know, me and Devin, just thinking about the good times. Like I said, we try to, we're we trying to be as uplifting as we can here today and, there's absolutely no place I want to be right now than uh, having a little tailgate outside the Collie, getting ready for an Islander playoff game, um, and thinking about that that week or a couple weeks a year ago, just a year ago, feels like a long much longer than that, but just a year ago, when the Islanders were sweeping the penguins and everybody was having a good time watching this Islander team play. So before we get to the white whale, and, you know, I did touch base with a couple of my other sponsors. I wanted to talk to them, too, and, and just give you guys uh, just a little bit on what they're doing. You know, Bright Building Services, they've been with me uh, since the start, when it was me and B-Comp. Uh, you know, they're a fully licensed, insured, full-service commercial cleaning company. And they've been around for a long time. And, you know, the majority of their clients are in the medical field. So they've got a lot of experience with sanitizing. They're offering help to all businesses regarding of regardless of your sector. They will help you guys out. Uh, they're offering advice to companies, looking to plan their return once things get back to normal, the best practices, the best ways to keep staff and clients safe. So get in touch with Bright Building Services. They're also, of course, you know, they're looking for good people. They're looking for help. You know, they're busy right now. They're cleaning things up. They're doing a great job. Check out their Instagram uh, at Bright Building Services. You know, if you're looking for a job right now, they're looking for good people. If you're looking for a way to know how to get yourself back running, get the place uh, clean, sanitized, etc., reach out to them. They will help you. So please, the crew over at Bright Building Services, go check them out. I also talked to the crew over at Santorini and Merrick. Uh, they are open. Takeout, curbside, delivery through Uber and DoorDash. They're offering their full menu. They're open uh, Wednesday through Sunday, 2 to 8 p.m. So they're closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. So if you're in the Merrick area, if you're within range, you want to stop by and pick up uh, great Greek food over at Santorini. So they're an option. If you want to get a little Greek, go check out over there, 2 to 8, Wednesday through Sunday, full full menu, curbside pickup delivery, etc. for our good friends who have also been with us since the start at Santorini Restaurant. I also talked with uh, the guys over at Accurate and at Oakwood, and uh, everybody doing good. And, uh, you know, I know one of the guys at Oakwood's wife is a nurse, a uh, you know, so she's still going in, and uh, we're thinking about her and all all the medical professionals. My wife's still going into work, so there's plenty of people still getting it done. Like I said at the top, um, in all all essential professions. So thoughts to all of them. Keep doing the good fight, and uh, we're thinking about you absolutely. And of course, before we get out of here, we got to talk about the white whale, right? Uh, I left the white whale here for the end. And you saw a couple weeks ago, uh, I think it was uh, not this Sunday, the Sunday before maybe, the great Igor Oranko, the great Russian uh, KHL reporter who knows everything there is to know about every player in the KHL, he tweeted out that the long-awaited New York goalie Ilya Sorokin refused to sign an extension with CSKA and is set to sign with the Isles right after his current contract expires April 30th. The White Whale is coming to the island. This is it. It is done. Uh, we kind of... It's been weird. It's been quite the roller coaster with the white, with the white whale, hasn't it? Quite the roller coaster. The ups and the downs and the white whale stuff originated because I never thought that this guy would come here. He was a figment of our imagination. A white whale, you talk about this guy. He was like a mythical figure. And uh, you didn't think he was ever going to come. And then last summer was when I know that my feelings started to shift with the Volamoff thing and the agents and all that the, the pieces started to get put together that the White Whale would be coming over in one more year and then you had that the speed bump where the trades rumors happened and the potential rumored trade to Chicago which you know uh, it was out there it, it was it was in the mix and um and now things are clear now when he's done KHL has shut it down for the year, so uh, they were in the middle of their playoffs. They're not finishing it up. And when he becomes a free agent, uh, when his contract expires, you should say, with the KHL contract, he will officially come over here. And next year he'll be part of the mix with Varlamov. Thomas Grice won't be back. It will be the Russian tandem, the White Whale, and Varlamov next year. Hey, here's what I know. They talk about this guy... Like he is, uh, you know, the next Patrick Waugh. That's how they talk about this guy. That he's uh, the next Trechiak, right? He was the Russian goalie, the all-world Russian goalie who got pulled in the, gold in the uh, game against USA, the semifinal game in the 80 Olympics. You know, they, they, they talk this guy up like he's going to be the greatest Russian goaltender of all time. So come over here and show it. The numbers are outstanding. They're all-world what this guy did in the KHL. All-world. Read some stories that he's a fun guy. He's got the big rivalry with the other Russian goalie on the Rangers, the So, you know, those guys are buddy-buddy, and they'll get to go against each other for a while here. Island-the-Ranger rivalry adds a little spice to it, and I I, I would not be surprised if that's part of the reason why he's coming here is because he's so tight with, the, with him, and they're going to have themselves a nice little rivalry in the same city. So I bet you that that played into it as well. But you're going to finally get to see it, I think it's exciting, but, man, he better deliver because we've heard way too much about this guy that he better not come here and be a bust. So the white whale is on his way, and he will be with the Islanders next year. Now, I've seen the questions of uh, since his contract expires, if he signs here and the Islanders start playing again in uh, June or July, can he play? Uh, I'm sure that if it came down to it, uh, there is ways that that can happen, but I don't see that. I don't see that at all. If they play hockey again, the Islanders are going to play it with the crew that got them here, uh, which is, of course, Varlamov and Thomas Grice and the, and the guys on the team. So that will be that in terms of it. But White Whale on his way. It's been a long time coming. Excited to see it. So once again, uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in here. Um, it's been a little while. I'm not sure when we'll, uh, when we'll do another one. Maybe we'll get some news about something that happens with hockey at some time in the next couple weeks. If we do, you know that we will be here. Um, you know, like I said a bunch of times here, it's too unknown right now. Everything is too unknown, and we'll see what happens uh, down the road. And when hockey comes back, you know that we'll be firing the AllSuit Podcast back up for everybody. Even when we get a little hint if it's going to come back or if it's not coming back. You know, if it ain't coming back, then we'll start doing our end of season shows. That's, that's kind of how we'll we'll break this thing down. So, thanks for everybody for tuning in. Please uh, to you, your families, your coworkers, employees, whatever you got. Uh, I just hope that everybody um, stays safe. Uh, that's the main thing right now. Stay safe uh, and take care of each other, and and, that, and that's that. And uh, my thanks to uh, all the people that joined me today. Neil Goldberg, Main Street Board Game Cafe, Devin Robinson, Yes Men Outfitters, Donald Rosner, Blue Line Deli and Bagel. Everybody who's doing some really great stuff in the community right now. And uh, just keep supporting everybody. That's all we could do. Support each other and uh, take care of each other. And that's that. So, I'll Seat Podcast. I will see you guys next time. Be good and stay safe.